Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to episode 47 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I are back in our weekly slot on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network, and we'll be reacting to the new stories coming out of Chiefs Camp, whilst also taking an in-depth look into this week's Arrow Headlines. But first... If you've ever listened to our podcast prior to joining Arrowhead Pride, Tom and I regularly did a piece on teams' uniforms by ranking them on a cool wall, and we still have fights over which is better. Chiefs all red or Chiefs all white? We still haven't agreed yet. But it has been reported recently that teams and the Chiefs may have the option to play a game this season in throwback uniform, including throwback helmets. We've seen the mock-ups floating around online and seen the various opinions on social media. They have been quite divisive, I must admit. But Tom and I are asking, is a throwback uniform really worth it for the Chiefs? I mean, is it really that worth it? Because it's a classic look, the Chiefs uniform, isn't it? Wait a tick. Are we just about to agree on a uniform take? (laughs) I think we are. Um, (laughs) We never do this. (laughs) No. I have no real interest in the Chiefs having a throwback uniform or an alternate uniform. Like, some of them are are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'll admit there's some really good ones out there. There is some good ones. Some of them are horrific. Like, case in point, the Packers, whatever mess that is, and the Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebee ones. Like, Oh, God. They're just awful. Yeah, they are. They, they they are awful. And I just struggle with what the Chiefs could do as a throwback uniform. It, it essentially would be a throwback uniform of the same uniform because they just don't change. <laughs> they don't change. It's all it's it is. Like- maybe, maybe the throwback can be they wear Reebok uniforms as opposed <laughs> to Nike for it. Like, maybe that's what they can do. Can you see that happening, like, legally? Can you guys yeah, see yeah. that happening? <laughs> oh, Reebok jerseys. Reebok fan jerseys were so much better than the Nike ones. They, they were, actually. I actually have a, a Tony Richardson one, and oh, it's, wow. a Re- it's a Reebok version as yeah. well. It's really nice. And it's signed by him as well. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So where do you stand Where do you stand on like the whole alternate uniform? If they were going to do it, let's just say right, they absolutely have to do it. The NFL say, right, this year you're doing it. 
what color are they going for? Well, I mean, the thing is, there's not much you can do. Like we said, it's a classic uniform. It's red and white, isn't it? Yes, the helmet's different because obviously they were the Dallas Texans prior to that. Mm-hmm. But I did see a mock-up actually, which it was it was similar to the Dallas Texans uh, logo, where it was obviously the, the the it was the state of Texas, wasn't it, with a star yeah. and where Dallas was. But if somebody actually did it with the state of Missouri with Kansas City star on it. Okay, so it was it was like you know the same style, yeah. But it didn't look as good. It did- <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, it's quite distinctive the the, the Texas, you know, uh, yes. state lines and everything, you know, the borders and everything like that. Where the Missouri one, it was just like, I don't know, it was, it was a bit. The like, Missouri, you like say like the Missouri border looks like my son trying to do his own little dot to dot, and that's what ends up. <laughs> that's what he ends up with, is it? <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, creatively, I, I mean. 10 out of 10 for the person who actually mocked that up because yeah. it, it, you know, I can see where they were going with it. Um, but it got slated on social media. Okay. Um, now what can they do? Like you said, what can they can't go even further? Like, you know, trying to put on, you know, Oh God, I remember that, that logo of the, of, of the Indian on it. What was yeah. that one? That was like, no, well, that's, that's not like, you, you've got that's to, keep, yeah, you've got to leave that alone. You've got yeah. to leave that alone. But uniform wise, it was almost similar to like, when we got a color rush, remember that year we got a color rush and it yeah. was just red. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up actually. I love the fact that that year everyone else went out, like outrageous colors or whatever and really tried. And all the Chiefs did was just went a slightly light, lighter version of red. I think the <laughs> numbers were smaller as well. Yeah. Just that's to get all a bit they more done. red in there, you know, but it, it was, yeah. I mean, nobody was buying that. I mean, even mm. if you bought it, nobody would know it was a colour rush. Exactly. <laughs> was the where, difference to it. where do you stand on the whole bright yellow? Like that, they've obviously seen that yellow jersey going around quite a lot. The, where would like? I don't know how I feel about the Chiefs playing in an entire yellow, bright yellow colour rush with mm. a red helmet. Like, I just, I don't really get it. I don't get it. I did. I, did, I tell you what, I did see though. I did see a, a white Chiefs helmet. Which you would have loved that, because you're on the all white brigade, aren't you? With the yeah, with the the Chiefs uniform, and it was a white helmet with the, just the normal like logo that we have now. You know the the um, the arrowhead, um, and I thought that would probably look good with the all white, clean looking uniform. Mm, but you're know. still, but again, you're still like a traditionalist, aren't you? You like I the am. red helmet with the arrowhead side of it, and I'm I'm the same as you. I don't think you can actually better that. No, well, you can better that. The Cincinnati Bengals has absolutely bettered that. Oh that, yeah, that the white the white uniform with the white helmet that is like in my opinion the Bengals used to have the worst jersey slash kit slash uniform yeah. in the entire NFL when they've made this change especially to the white jersey all of a sudden it is so clean and then they throw in like a white helmet like a Siberian tiger style helmet. It like just tiger. looks, oh my, like it, if I was going to like support a new team based on Jersey alone, <laughs> it would a hundred percent be the Cincinnati Bengals because the transformation is like when the Chiefs went from two and 14 to yeah. 2013, making the playoffs, they just flipped their fortune immediately. <laughs> and yeah, just, ah. Oh. I I do like that Bengals uh, color uh, white uniform with the yeah. white helmet. I tell you nice. what I, I tell you what I don't mind as a as an alternate jersey um, is probably the black one. 
You can't but, say that. No, I know because a lot of people are saying you can't say that because it's like Raiders colors, isn't it? Exactly. Um, but you know, I did have an. A, a, it was like this. It wasn't an official jersey, but I did have a black Mahomes jersey with a red lettering on it and gold stitching around it and everything. It looked, yeah. it looked very good. It looked decent, but uh, you know, it's not something that I would choose to buy over the red or the white jerseys. They can't wear black. You just can't have it. It's like Arsenal, right? Every now and then, <laughs> kit manufacturers try to get clever and they they release a white Arsenal kit. Like, yeah. what are they doing? We cannot wear the same colours as Spurs. It just cannot happen. And what, yet, is that Pete's team, Spurs? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, made, a dig, <laughs> he made a dig on this week's edit, uh, editor's show. I know, I, I heard it. Heard. He did make a dig. <laughs> I did. But um, I hear you, Sweeney. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, whenever like, Adidas or Nike or Puma, whoever it was, decided to, re- like, release a white Arsenal shirt, is like, you, I, I just don't know why they did it, because sales must have been so poor, because no, <laughs> no self-respecting Arsenal fan would, would wear a white Arsenal shirt. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well... It's, I suppose it's similar with me. Newcastle, if they had a, an alternate red and white striped jersey, they just wouldn't, just nobody would buy it. It's exactly. the same colours as Sunderland, isn't it? So, yeah. So, my idea is basically stay, stay put, Cheese Kingdom. Don't yeah. worry about it. Let's, let's just let's carry on. Let everyone else have their funky time. Let's yeah. just stay put, be traditionalist. There's nothing wrong with certain traditions. Not all traditions are good, but this is a nice tradition. Mm-hmm. And let's just make sure that we keep it classy. Keep the nice uniform. It's nice and clean, the Chiefs uniform. There's, it's not overcomplicated. There's not too much detail. Just keep it nice and clean, and let's yeah. roll with that. Let's just go with the 1969 Chiefs yeah. throwback. Let's just and, let, that. and let's never, ever play in red and red ever again. Red and red? Yeah. No, I, I don't agree with you there. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, not opening that can of worms again. No, we're not. We'll, the, the podcast isn't long enough for this, mate. Really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Should we get into some hour headlines? Um, because uh, I, I noticed one this week, which um, we talked about pre- previously um, on one of the podcasts. And President Mark Donovan said the Chiefs hope to land a home game in Germany next season. Now, I think I'll take that with a pinch of salt because. Joshua Williams has already confirmed it, hasn't he? <laughs> He's already confirmed we're going to Germany. So, Mark, you're not fooling anyone, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, it's, it's it's clear now. It's clear they it's happening. We They've don't need to. Coming, we don't need to mention this every other week, every time the Chiefs are linked to Germany. But it seems to be happening now. There was McCall Hardman with like Thomas Muller a couple of weeks ago yeah. doing jersey swaps. Um, the the link to Germany is clear. The Chiefs want to build their market. They've already done so in Mexico. They've played a game in Mexico. Mm. They they want to branch out into Europe. They're coming back to Europe. It's not going to be London. It's hopefully going to be Frankfurt at 23. And yeah, by all accounts, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, you're not fooling anyone, Mr. Donovan. So uh, anyway, moving swiftly on. Uh, you mentioned Nicole Hardman just then. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Nicole Hardman laughed in response to the ESPN host's suggestion that Chiefs could miss the playoffs this year because they were basically saying that it was going to be the strength. Obviously, the strength of the AFC West has been a big talking point this year, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That the fact that, you know, other teams have loaded up now, the Chiefs seem to have got weaker, which we'll obviously get into a bit further on. But um, Nicole was very much defending the kingdom in a way, uh, basically saying, yeah, okay, we've lost Tyreek Hill, but we're still the same team. We're still a team that is, you know, the team to beat. Um, we still got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and we've still got, you know, Andy Reid, and 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 mm-hmm. the, the whole the whole structure's still there. But people seem to be sleeping on us. Yeah, he made some good points, McCall. And there was one one point he made in particular about 
Tyreek Hill dictating coverages and how obviously defenders played so far off, they'd never enabled McCall Harbin really to, to play deep. And they're hoping, and he's hoping now that now that Tyreek's gone, they teams go back to like a traditional style of defense. And he made a point is like, how are you going to be able to cover the amount of weapons that the Chiefs have? It's mm. not like it's not like before where the coverages were completely dictated by Tyreek Hill. It was stop Tyreek Hill and then deal with the others. Now it's just like, okay, we're going to play a traditional defense. We're going to play up. We're not going to drop our safeties 25, 30 yards back post-snap. It's we're going to allow our defenders to play. Well then McCole mentioned this. If if players are going to do that, he's going to run right by them. Who else is going to run right by them? Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's going to run past them. And then all of a sudden, if that, they then start dropping off again, you, you're in a position where the Chiefs have so much depth offensively in terms of receivers compared to 12 months ago that Mahomes is going to be able to pick his poison. Pick his poison. Like, it's 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 a good place to choose to be. And obviously, you would like someone like Tariq on the team. Of course, who wouldn't? He's, he's a phenomenal football player. But this whole... Um, opinion that the Chiefs are going to get so much worse on offense, and we're going to talk about it in a story that just happened um, just happened on ESPN a few days ago. That because they lost Tariq Hill, I, I I just don't get it. Like they are in an excellent position, and McCall Hardman rightly feels confident about it. Yeah, I mean you can understand the media getting all kind of blown up in the fact that they're waiting for the Chiefs' demise. That that that's clear, isn't it? They're waiting yeah. for the Chiefs to fall off this cliff. They think that because Tyreek Hill is no longer there, that it's coming soon um, and the Chiefs won't be able to do anything to stop it because everybody else has kind of loaded up. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't see that. I mean, especially what we've seen so far in, in in Chiefs training camp, you know, we've seen some of these players, you know, really, you know, even the rookies really making some decent plays, you know, um, the, 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 the way that the whole um, setup is still, you know, we still got the same coaches. We still got the same head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we still got the same program. For the players, um, everything else is still there. The glue is still there. And all we're doing is just adding to that. Am I expecting the Chiefs to be amazing straight off the bat? No. I mean, there's, there's going to be a gelling in period for sure. Yeah. But we're not going to be dropping off this cliff that everybody seems to expect. No. Um, it's just crazy talk. And well, I'm, I'm really gonna... happy that McCall actually defended uh, the Chiefs on that. Um, and McCall himself, he, he had a really good end to last season. Mm-hmm. He played really quite well in the back end, and he had a. In fact, he had a pretty good season, full stop. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in what his fourth year now. Yeah. And he's obviously talking a good game. But if you're going to go out and on do the national rounds and talk like that, you're going to have to back it up. And of course, we see players all the time make it talking like that and not backing up. But I kind of hope he does. And there's a thing going to be rolling now for the next few minutes on this podcast. We might as well just go through the stories one by one. Yeah. Of people doubting the Chiefs and more specifically doubting like Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't know. I, I don't understand why people are bored of the Chiefs already. Yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I like, I do. For me, it's like the Chiefs are so good and they are so entertaining with what they do offensively. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to watch that? And it's not like they win championships every year. Yeah, they make the AFC Championship, but they're not They're not like the Golden State Warriors where they were winning title after title after title. Okay, then lost one, but then title after. It's, it's not like that. 
They are just a highly entertaining team with a highly entertaining quarterback. But yet we're we're in this silly season all of a sudden where people like are predicting that the Chiefs are going to be bad or knowing like, like happily wanting the Chiefs to be bad. Like I just don't get it. I really no. don't. It's it's like you were saying. It's like um, I think the only team I can kind of compare it to in a different sport is probably the time when uh, maybe the Chicago Bulls were, were were winning so many times. Yeah, you know they they were such an exciting team to watch. Obviously, you have the Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, 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 <laughs> and Scottie Pippen and everybody like that. Yes, I have watched that documentary on Netflix, um, and I suppose eventually i suppose people get kind of get sick of that greatness it's almost like as well i mean i'll admit i i give tom brady quite a lot of stick okay about being the luckiest quarterback of all time which he is but you've got to stand back sometimes and just go okay i admire what you've done with the game i admire what you've done with that team um and those teams were boring they were boring yes those teams were boring Tom brady is a boring quarterback Yes and no. Um, he's efficient. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's efficient. He's very good at what he does. Um, you could argue he's the best of, ever at what he does. Look, he's never. <laughs> but but the Patriots, they're always a bit boring. They were so methodical with what yeah. they done and like clinical, weren't they? It was yeah, yeah exactly. They, they they just had that killer instinct where they knew exactly how to exploit other teams' weaknesses, and that's all they did. The Chiefs just play their game, and their game is just fun. Their, their, their offensive yeah. style is fun. Like think of all the big man touchdowns. Think of all like the the underhand plays to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey going in the quarterback. Like the soon to become behind the back pass from Patrick Mahomes. Like they are just they are just a fun team to watch. So I don't understand why you want this team to 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 be bad or yeah. why you like want another team to come overtake them. Yeah, you want competition, of course. We all want to see. Games like we did uh, back end of last season with yeah. Justin Herbert versus Mahomes, Josh Allen versus Mahomes. Of course, we we want to see that kind of kind of thing, but we don't want this team to be bad. Like the NFL is better for the Chiefs being a good and highly entertaining team, and to sit there and say that Mahomes is a one read quarterback or the the Chiefs playmakers are the sixteenth best in the NFL, the Chiefs <laughs> are going to fall out of the playoffs. Like it's just ludicrous, and I don't understand that way of thinking. It's just jealousy, I think. I think that's what it is. Um, Do you think, like, in the case of, like, for example, Marcellus Wiley, right, former Charger, um, do you think it's, in the case of him, he he just still has so much anger in his veins from, like, them being a rival from before? Probably, but, I mean, on the other flip side, you've got Shannon Sharp, who praises the Chiefs so much. That's true, yeah. And and Mahomes boy. Um, he says that so many times. He really is excited. I mean, the thing is, what I get from Shannon Sharp, though, is he loves football. And if it's played the right way, he loves it even more. And he's really excited by the Chiefs team. But like you were saying, you know, Wiley, yeah, there might be some kind of, you know, animosity towards a, a former rival or something. But I don't know. I, I I think a lot of it just comes down to whether you're a jealous person or not. And if you're jealous of, the, of another team having great success or a great quarterback, then you're going to hate that team. I was similar with Tom Brady. <laughs> I'll admit <laughs> yeah. it. I'll admit it. You know, they had so much, so much success. And I still can't get it out of my head that he's the luckiest quarterback of all time. Yeah, yeah but there's a difference between like not liking them and not wanting to do well than to like clouding your judgment. Like yeah. surely, like when these people go onto these shows or whatever and make these takes, they can't take themselves seriously when they're doing it. No. Like, 
I think they just it, a lot of the time he's stirring the pot. And I mean, it's it's for clicks, it's for views, isn't it? A lot of the time, but I, I don't know what it is. ESPN seems to be getting really on the Chiefs' case at the minute. Yeah, I don't know if it's just ESPN or or, or whether it's just I'm seeing it a lot from ESPN because they're reporting that. But it yeah. just seems as though, I mean, putting Travis Kelsey second behind George Kittle at this moment in time was, yeah, it's, just... it's crazy. You, I mean, would you, if you were starting a franchise now, would you have George Kittle or would you have Travis Kelsey? Looking I absolutely would have George Kittle. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I absolutely would. Only, he's, only because he's a lot younger than Travis Kelsey. That's the only reason. That is the only reason. If, if you had to have both, from from the start of their career, I would absolutely choose Travis Kelsey. But if like the whole Kelsey versus Kill um, argument two or three years ago absolutely was a debate, hundred percent. Um, but now, based on like post Super Bowl fifty uh, fifty four production, yeah. then yeah, it's. Kittle you hasn't got you a leg can't to stand marry there. the two up, and you can Sorry? definitely you, you can't marry the two up, and you can definitely not put George Kittle above Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry, you can't. No, no. I've actually just read something a minute ago. Um, sorry, this show's a bit all over the place at the moment, but you know <laughs> it's, it's it's flowing. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, I'm a poet. I didn't know. Um, Warren Sharp just tweeted about uh, tight end contracts and saying how it's disgusting that George Kittle and Travis Kelsey get paid a lot less than a lot of mediocre to average mm. wide receivers. Do you think there's never a time when tight end contracts will keep up with wide receiver contracts? I think the way that the players, the, the, the tight ends we've got now are shaping up to be more receiver kind of type players. Yeah. I think it's going to eventually be at that point where, yeah, you're going to be looking at like, I don't know, a 30 million a year. <laughs> Well, even tight a twenty end. million a year tight end. Would well, be yeah, nice. twenty million a year tight end. But even at that point, I think, like we were saying before in the last podcast, you know, how uh, where does the ceiling end? It won't end, and it'll just get higher and higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. It just takes that one player, doesn't it? And we've seen it with the wide receivers before, where it was uh, Kirk, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Christian Kirk, who actually got the big deal, and then Devontae Adams got the big deal, then Tyreek Hill got the big deal. It just takes that one, and I think if George Kittle gets a monster contract. He's only just been paid though, hasn't he? Yeah, I know, but it, just... it, it's it's one of those top end players that either George Kittle or Travis Kelsey gets that yeah, massive yeah. contract. It, that's when it sets the surge off, isn't it? So hypothetical. Let's 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 do some time traveling. Let's go back and do some <laughs> hypotheticals. Right, Travis Kelsey. Let's say three years ago was probably at the peak of his powers, and I feel yeah. like he's kind of stayed there. But let's give him a few extra years of playing post or the 2019 season we offer Travis Kelsey what Tyreek Hill got from the Dolphins 25 million would you oh. would you would you pay it honestly I'd be begrudged yeah. to pay it really now, it sounds crazy saying that right now because I mean what three years ago he still had what three straight seasons of, of 1,000 yards didn't he? yeah um and I suppose with the fact that you've got Gronk hanging around as well. I, I don't know. I think the Chiefs would be begrudge paying it, but it'd be a wise move. Yeah. So that just tells me that you're not, you're, you and your head aren't ready to treat Travis Kelsey, um, good tight ends with as much fairness as wide yeah. receivers. 
And it's yeah. because, like, regardless of, like, you're clearly not bringing production into this because Travis Kelsey has been one of the most productive pass catchers oh, yeah. uh, in the last six years in the entire NFL. Yeah. In fact, he probably has more yards than every other receiver since he entered the league. But you're not willing to pay him like that. And that, to me, is crazy. I, I think we almost need to redefine the position of tight end where you have tight, tight end and not so tight end. <laughs> like, a loose um, end. So, yeah, loo- a loose yeah. end and a tight end. Yeah, so Travis Kelsey is a loose end. Great <laughs> barrels a tight end. Because- no, we've, just, we've just created a new position yeah, the, on the, the Great British Chiefs short. We've the, got a tight end and a loose end now this entire new pay scale that Travis Kelsey uh, belongs in because he's just a pass catcher. It was like, I can't remember the, was it Will Blackman, the player that used to play for the Jaguars back like this, like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And his his position down on the depth chart was offensive weapon. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Do you know, if there was ever a position you would want to be called in your yeah. career, it'd be offensive weapon, wouldn't it? Offensive weapon. Well, speaking of offensive weapons, the playmakers for the Chiefs, um, going back to headlines, were ranked last weekend by ESPN as the 16th best unit in the NFL. And now this includes tight, this includes all running backs, all tight ends, all receivers. So basically every pass catcher, every running back. 16th. They were first two years ago. They were sixth last year, and they're 16th this year. That's a hell of a drop. Why? Like, do, do, do you overall feel like offensively in the playmakers department specifically we are worse off overall or better off or about par from last year um i think we're better off i think we've got more options we've got we've got definitely got a lot more depth now and we've got i I just feel as though Mahomes is going to really kind of dine out on this on this offense because yes we've taken away that deep threat with 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 tyree kill and there's that name again tyree kill we've Mm -hmm. taken away that deep threat but there was always a temptation by Mahomes to use that deep threat more often. Um, and I think, I think this almost kind of forces him or refocuses Mahomes going into training camp that let's take away that deep option. Let's go for these short routes. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's now see what Mahomes can do without Tyree Hill. I mean, yes, we've seen him on, on uh, you know, when Tyree Hill was injured for, was about four games, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, where we saw Mahomes was, was still brilliant. You know, there's, there's no denying it. But now that we've got so many diverse kind of players, you know, so many different skill sets, the wide receiver court looks tasty. The running back room looks tasty. I mean, the offensive line is sorted in a way. Um, obviously, we <laughs> we haven't mentioned Orlando Brown in this, but, um, you know, when he comes back, the offensive line, I, I truly believe it's one of going to be one of the best offensive lines in the league. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it like that, what else is there that you can really drag the Chiefs down on offensively? I, I, I can't I, name anything. Yeah, well, they they clearly must rank Tyreek Hill as like this god mode of a of a player because <laughs> if if he makes that much of a difference for us to jump from sixth to sixteenth, mm. that must mean that Tyreek Hill was the B O N N though of this entire Chiefs offense. But no. He's not even in the. He's not their top wide receiver. They've done a rankings. He's not their top wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Devonte Adams is. Yeah. So he can't be like he is a difference maker, but not to that extreme. I love. I. I. I we're probably sounding like a bit of a broken record here, but I love the additions the Chiefs made mm. in re- at receiver. 
I really do. The Juju move, excellent. The MBS move might be a sneaky good one. I'm really yeah. hoping it's going to be good. But Sky Moore, yeah. like, there's reports coming out of camp already that he is just making every single play and he's quicker than he looks on film. He's got better hands than he shows on film. He just, from all accounts, and okay, it's early in training camp. We are still only on July 26th as we record this. We have got another three, four weeks of camp and a few preseason games before we see him against the Cardinals. But all indications are that he is going to come out of the starting blocks and he is going to fire out of them. I saw something from NFL.com earlier about like the top candidates of uh, offensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year. And most of the players in that are first round picks, but mm. guess who's not? Who's a number five? Sky Moore. So there's a lot of people that fancy Sky Moore to, to do really well in this offense from day one. So you've got him, you've got MBS, you've got Juju, you've got McCall, who's finally finding some career type form. You've got Travis Kelsey. That's a, that is a fine selection of pass catchers. Mm-hmm. Much better than the dross we had at the back end last year. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, like, Byron Pringle, good dude, but we overhyped him. We yeah. all overhyped him. There I think was because pr- we wanted him to do well. We wanted, yeah, exactly. we wanted yeah, there's that, a- that, that high-caliber wide receiver. That's what we wanted, isn't it? It was rose-tinted glasses, whether we like it or not. It absolutely was rose-tinted glasses. Um, we can probably say the same about what we're talking about now. We are uh, rose-tinted <laughs> glasses. All of a sudden, yeah. you, let, let's talk about Juju being this great receiver because we're talking about what he's done as a rookie, not what he's done about in the last two or three years. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to talk about Juju in that aspect when he literally had an old man throwing him the ball. So yeah. you can't really judge him on that. He had an old man throwing him the ball. Then he had, uh, what was it? What's, oh, what's his name? The other guy. Mason that, Rudolph. Mason who was Rudolph. Throw- yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you can't give Juju the, 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 the adequate amount of respect when you see who was throwing him the ball. Yeah. Um, and to be and, fair, the Steelers wide receiver room is pretty loaded itself as well. Well, yeah, there, there is that as well. Um, yeah. But going back to what you're saying about Sky Moore, I mean, Pete Sweeney uh, mentioned in one of his reports, actually, saying that Sky Moore looks different because he actually attacks the ball. He, he goes for the but He really kind of like goes for it and makes it yeah. really difficult for the, uh, the the cornerbacks to to actually get to him or, mm-hmm. or get to the ball before him. And and how many times we've said we've seen that from a, a, a Chiefs wide receiver? Yeah, no, where you they actually literally go towards it and make sure they battle for that for that pass, yeah, you know, battle for that ball. I can't that will help anybody... Mahomes as well because we all know that Mahomes at times can put a ball behind a receiver, like yeah. he has outstanding accuracy, but he is also human. So if there are guys that are going to attack the ball, then all, all the better for it. But I'm looking at the receiver depth chart now, we've got those four, four guys, and obviously, we've got the news about Justin Ross. Justin Ross is done for the year. There's, there's, he's not coming back because if they activate him from IR, he has to go through waivers or whatever first. Someone can claim him. That's not happening. He's done for the year. See you next year, Justin Ross. Get better. See you soon. So where does it leave us now? Like we've got Josh Gordon, and he's another one that looks like and. It just seems like he's feeling really good about this season. He had a difficult time last year. It was tough for him to come back and come into this team. He had his struggles it, like against the Titans. Obviously, he caused an interception. Um, they were just like they were just bit, wasn't really there for Josh Gordon. He got one touchdown, but was absolutely forced by Andy Reid. <laughs> it was absolutely forced. Do you know, on on Josh Gordon, I I'm actually getting to the point where I'm getting sick of waiting for this guy to really explode. 
because I know he can do it. He's got the skill set to do okay. it. What's he waiting for? <laughs> you see, you're, you're a bit impatient, aren't you? I, like, no, but no. Like he's been in and out of the league for years and years and years. That's what I mean. He's trying but, to adopt a new system. Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm all for Josh Gordon. Good. People tell right? me he's good and he's this, this brilliant wide receiver, but we haven't really seen it since the Browns. <laughs> no. We saw him flashes for the Patriots, I suppose. Yeah, but it, it, it's not something that you would really kind of crow about with Josh Gordon. But I, I, I completely agree. His, you know, his skill set and everything like that is probably still there. But he's got to get engaged with it. Do you think he can? Not with this wide receiver call room, no. What if he does? If he does, it'll be a hell of a performance. Getting past Juju, MVS, Sky Moore ahead of him if he can find a way to cement himself on this offense and make himself that that you know that next Tyree kill let's say um then yeah more power to him I mean give him a give him a long contract after that but I don't know I, I think Andy Reid will get him a, on the field Andy Reid will all ask he will get him on the field well he might be at the fifth in the depth chart he absolutely will get in the field. We know the first four. It might be Josh Gordon the fifth, and normally the sixth wide receiver goes to a player that's predominantly special teams, and we know Josh Gordon isn't that guy. He's not playing special teams. Yeah. So if he's going to be on this team, he's on this team as a pure wide receiver. I think he makes it, and I, yeah. and I really hope he does, because if he can tap into, and I know it's a, a lot of, oh, if he can, but if he does, tap into his potential, into his former self a little bit, then again, we've got another weapon to add. And Josh Gordon is again a similar, a uh, different sort of skill set to the others, a different type of body, uh, a different type of body to have in there. So, yeah, I'm all for Josh Gordon uh, making the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what he does at camp over the next few weeks um, before, and in preseason. All right, then we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be doing some more Arrow Headlines. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're going to be looking at some more Arrow headlines and uh, there's a few still left floating around for this week. Um, Especially one that Tom seemed to have found out about Kyla Murray. Yeah, this Kyler Murray one's funny. Yeah. So obviously, we talked uh, we talked at length last week about his contract and how we all laughed and joked about the amount of money he's on compared to Patrick Mahomes. But yeah. it, the, the details are starting to come out about that contract a little bit. And 
I'm sure a lot of people are aware, but that <laughs> the report on his contract is that apparently it includes four hours a week of film study that he has to do independently away from like away from team activities. He has to go off and basically <laughs> do his homework. Tonight's homework assignment is... Oh, man, is it hot in here? I'd better take off my sweater. Down with... <gasps> homework? <laughs> Don't look at it, children. And that's <laughs> it's been written into his contracts. Like, <laughs> what are we dealing with here? Like, that's, 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 that's not a good thing, is it? Like, it's that can't do a contract, no. Like, <laughs> I... I'm just I'm trying to think of like a real world example of of that. And I just I'm really struggling. It's just so crazy to me that an NFL quarterback who's pretty much, let's be honest, the expectation is to eat, sleep, breathe football for eight, nine months of the year. Okay. It's it's it sounds unfair, but they get paid handsomely to do it, and we all know they do, and a lot of their time has to be dedicated to football. Yeah. And for a quarterback to be told that he has to do X amount of hours <laughs> every single week, otherwise he foregoes some of his contract, is just crazy. There's no way in hell that's written into Patrick Mahomes' contract, is it? No, you wouldn't think so. I mean, Mahomes just... I mean, you've seen the pictures of him before where he's sat with the dog, isn't he? And he's got his... Got his, yeah. you know, he's got the playbook out and he's looking at, you know, the screen and everything like that. You see that all the time. But how, what I want to know is, how does he prove that he does four hours this week? How, um, are, they, are they monitoring him? Is somebody stood in the corner of the room ticking off the hours as he goes through and he's sitting there just thinking, uh, can't wait to go and play outside for a bit, you know, with all the, all the kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe hours they're going to test him. It's like detention, I've, isn't it? It, it, it literally <laughs> is like Kyler Murray is a child. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the height thing has really come into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's this kid that keeps turning up, throwing the balls around? Who's he? What's he? That's our quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Give him some homework and be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four hours detention for you, son. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mad. That's I, crazy. I, that's crazy. It, it is difficult just trying to find out. I mean, he's a quarterback at the end of the day. It's expected that he looks at yeah. film. Yeah. It's expected. I hope he doesn't. I mean, we're playing them first week. (laughs) (laughs) Like Spagnolo throws in a blitz that he threw in like five times last season. And then (laughs) Kyler Murray doesn't call the right protection for it. And they'll be like, well, straight away, they know he didn't do his homework in the the week straight away. Do you think they've, do you think they've noticed he doesn't do much of that? And that's probably they why they've had to put it. They must have done it, mustn't they? They must have or thought he he's just not, he, Or maybe he's not progressing the way that they wanted him to. So in terms of reading coverages, reading defences. But well, if, well, don't if, give that's, him if that's the case... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you giving him that contract? I just... Lunacy. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy. It's like telling any other player to stay fit in the off-season, isn't it? Like, yeah, yes, a given. Fit. Yeah, yes, yeah. a given. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, players, I'm going to write into your contract that you don't go and eat 25 burgers every weekend <laughs> before a game, or you don't go, Brad, you're driving in the morning. I'm yeah. going to write into your contract that you don't go out and have 12 beers the night before, okay? Like, it's just <laughs> it's it, like a given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've got a 12 hour journey tomorrow, don't have 12 beers. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fair one. If you didn't read that in the contract, I probably would have done it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Madness. Mad. Um, the other one I wanted to bring up is um, it's actually um, floating around social media and, and a lot of Chiefs Kingdom were very, um, very exuberant about this because uh, the Chiefs game against the Bills was awarded the best game of 2021 by the SB Awards. And it's, uh, I mean, that was a given, isn't it? That was that was probably one of the greatest moments we've ever seen. Do it, Kels. Do it. Do it, Kels. Do it, Kels. Do it, Kels. The thirteen-second game, um, the 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 euphoria around it was uh, off the chart. I mean, yeah, it was dampened a little bit because we lost to the Bengals in the next round, but that game itself was phenomenal. I mean, that was if you wanted to sit somebody down and and, and look and uh, who never watched NFL before and say. You know what is what what is the game that's really going to kind of switch on uh, my love yeah. for the game? That was that's something that you would actually show them, wouldn't it? And I think there's right. this. I've, it would be the 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 Chiefs versus Rams. I I don't know if I agree with that statement to be honest, because because really? then you're going to set such high expectations. Oh yeah, uh, point, because that every every single week they're thinking, oh, this thing's going to happen. You need you almost need to sit them down and make them watch. Lions versus Vikings or something like that. Well, the Patriots versus Rams in the Super Bowl. What was that? 9-6? Yeah, yeah. And if they can enjoy that, then they can enjoy <laughs> absolutely anything. Um, I'm wondering with this game, I'm not there yet. I admit I'm not there yet. I'm wondering at what point will some people like myself mm. learn to accept that game as a standalone and just treat it as the classic that it is and mm, not yeah. automatically think about that game and then go straight to what happened in the second half of the following week. Because well, I, I, I mentioned this, so I clearly not there. I, yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you can it's every, every single time you talk about that Chiefs Bills game or you watch that Chiefs Bills game, you're like, oh, that's amazing. We should have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. That's that, that is the immediate reaction. Yeah. That is, and at what point in life it might not, it might be in the next couple of years. It might be in a few decades. At what point in life, in the Chiefs' history, do we get to the point where we actually just go, in fact, that was a really good game. I'm glad we won it. Like, I'd be interested to know what Vikings fans are like about the Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, that's a good I, point. Yeah. I'd like Because obviously there was all the hype about that, Stefan Diggs and stuff like that. Do they look at that game as amazing, great memories, or do they look at that game as, ah, we couldn't get beat the Eagles the following week and they make the Super Bowl? That's the, that's the horrible thing about the NFL, isn't it? Because at the end of the season or the end of the, the playoffs, there's only one team that stands tall. Yeah. Out of 32. Yeah. But anything that went before that, any of the great plays, I mean, even like the, you know, Mahomes, you know, doing that kind of sidearm sling against yeah. the, the, the books in the Super Bowl. You know, we all see it as an iconic moment and, you know, he's diving, he throws it and it's, you know, we all know it didn't get caught. But some people like to, revel in it and, and and kind of showcase that but others then go but we lost the Super Bowl and it, we lost the Super Bowl dreadfully as well yeah yeah for sure um, so yeah I suppose it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a pill to swallow because you can you imagine if we won that 13 second game beat the Bengals then won another Super Bowl it would have been the greatest game ever ever played wouldn't it oh absolutely and like you mentioned something here about that, just having one team stands tall and that's suppose like the cutthroat nature of American sports in general yeah and it's not like, say, our football, Premier League football, where you have 
the, the title winners. Then you have the European spots. Then you have an FA Cup winner. You have a League Cup winner. Yeah. You have a relegation battle as there's well. There's a few bites at the cherry, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah. There, yeah. There's reads like Everton finished 17th last season, but we're having a pitch invasion <laughs> at the end of the year. The reason why they're having a pitch invasion is because they survived relegation. <laughs> That's why that to them was like winning a cup that particular day because relegation obviously brings a lot yeah. of hardship, a lot of troubles, a lot of financial worries for clubs and fans. So, yeah, I suppose when you do have something in place like the NFL where it is winner takes all, mm. it's hard to get excited about being second, third, yeah. or fifth, sixth. So, really, I don't think we're ever going to be in a position where I will accept that 13 second game as a standalone yeah. and just embrace that. Like I can, for example, I cannot ever imagine me sitting down watching that game ever again. Yeah. I, I don't think I would, but the Texans game, I would watch the 24 nil uh, comeback. Oh, yeah. I would watch over and over and over again because I know how that season ends. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good point. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, it, it it's very much determined. It's like, do you know what it's like? Sorry. It'd be yeah, like well, watching the Colts playoff game, wait till we go 38-10 up, and then turning the game off. That's what you'd need to do. That's what you'd need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wish we could. I wish we could do that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's it's very cutthroat. I mean, it's it's fine having the di- like divisional winners and, and having a trophy for that and stuff. That means nothing. That's what I mean. Going back to what you were saying about, you know, you know, there's the FA Cup, there's the League Cup, there's the Premier League trophy, there's the Champions League places, you know, European places, what have you. You know, they all seem like genuine awards. Where the playoff... The Not playoff necessarily awards, awards, rewards. Rewards, yes. Yeah, sorry, yes. rewards. Yeah. But the playoff rewards, it's... You don't really want... It, it's strange. You, yes, you want to win the game, but you don't celebrate it as a triumph in a way do you i mean i know i think i saw there was a video once where the chiefs got um i think it was the afc championship rings in the locker room i remember seeing them getting in the afc championship rings and they got them and didn't know there was a thing yeah neither did i um and but it was you could tell the players were just sat in the locker room just like going yeah nice ring and then just putting it down it, yeah, it was like it meant nothing yeah, it doesn't. It's like when they do hats and t-shirts for divisional titles. Yeah, like I, I've ne- I've never bought one. Ever. I have in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Super Bowl winner or bust for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I suppose like, but then again, I say I I tweeted out last week that um, as England fans, as England football fans, we need to start embracing winning tournament football matches, the knockout stages, yeah. like the England women are doing, like the England men have done a few times and we have to learn to celebrate them more. Yeah. Maybe that's what as Chiefs fans, we need to remember where we've been. We've had, suffered a hard time. So we need to learn to enjoy the individual playoff wins as and when they come. And we shouldn't just like always judge season and success by whether or not we're lifting the Lombardi at the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe we, we do need to learn and myself needs to do better that winning games like that Bill's game is a special thing. It was a big deal. Like you're talking about one of the greatest games of all time and the mm. Chiefs were the victors in it. So maybe we we should learn just to enjoy that and take it as a solo event and not automatically go to the, the collapse against the Bengals. I've said this many times to Chiefs fans, uh, wear the scars with pride. You know, yeah. it's 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 a tough league. It's a tough 
sport to play is the NFL. And mm. like you said, there's only one victor at the end of every season. And, you know, you've got to take, you've got to take the positives out of everything because like you said before, the chiefs have not been in this position for a long time. You know, we've hit, we've, we've hit the golden era of chiefs football and we may never see this again. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't I, say that. <laughs> I, I didn't ever say that. Um, we may never see this again. We will, but we will may never see this again, <laughs> but we're in this, this era of chiefs football. Now it's a golden era and you know, you've got to take everything as it comes and, Take the wins, but also remember the losses and where you came from as well, because I think that's as important to learn from, move forward, and, you know, mm. as a fan base as well. Whether you're new, whether you're old, you know, use those those scars and, and wear them with pride. The Great British Philosophy Show. <laughs> <laughs> Confucius say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you would like some life lessons contact me on uh, on twitter at tomcharles56 and i will book us a zoom call where we can talk about life and philosophy and yeah. all, all, all of like life's one, ups and downs it's like it a philosopher once said do or do not and there is no try <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name. i forget his name what is I, I i think this podcast just peaks i'm not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> Well, whether it's peaked or not, we're, we're actually coming to an end of it, mate. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm sorry oh, about no. that. <laughs> that time already. That time already, mate. It's, it, I tell you what, Brad, I'm just going to say this. It's nice to be back on weeklies. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Today, we were struggling with, like, what are we going to talk about today? Because we're so used to a two-week cycle for based yeah. on the last few months. To go to a, a weekly cycle, and what was it? It was only five days ago that we last recorded. Yeah. So to get back to that, and knowing that all the other guys are going to, like, really go after the serious stuff of camp, yeah. um, it was like, oh, what should we talk about? And we, we managed to drag a show out of there. Like, um, mate, we're open to suggestions as well. If there's anything you want us to talk about, Pop it in a review, get to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, give us a review and tell us what you want. Uh, tell us what you want us to talk about and we'll do it. We'll promise you. We'll do it. I will say that today when I realised that, I thought, oh my God, we're on weekly shows now. I was like Baker Mayfield. Are you going to bleep that one out? Yeah, yeah, I'll bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's all we've got time for this week. Your boys from the kingdom will return again every Wednesday from now on until after the Super Bowl. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of your favorite shows as we build towards an exciting 2022 season with your Kansas City Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.